Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, I apologize, but there's nothing happening weather-wise. We can just wrap the show now. Right? Thanks for joining us. Bye. Like, yeah, seriously, there's nothing happening. There was some storms to the west of me a little while ago, but they're gone now. Well. That's it. That's not fun. We need no. those storms to continue to be a big deal. Yeah, especially because it's like 400 degrees outside, plus humidity. Yeah, that's not fun. No. no. Well, let's do as we let's start the show as we do every week, and that's a tropical update, and that's a tropical update. <laughs> Covered that real thoroughly. Yeah, that's also sad and disappointing. Like Felicia's gone. Bye. Yeah. And that's it. Felicia was a big deal. Felicia. Is no, as you said, she's gone, so I can't make jokes about that anymore. Yeah, I know. It's kind of sad. That was fun. We liked those jokes. Now we have nothing to talk about tropical-wise. Right. Well, actually, we do, just a little bit, and because we are B-squared and we have the power to take tropical disturbances and make them into Cat 5s, apparently, uh, <laughs> we do have one area that the National Hurricane Center is watching, currently off the eastern coast of Florida. That's the east coast of Florida. Low pressure area. Didn't it come from the land though? Like, didn't it come out of like Alabama or something? Yeah, and then now it's going to drift back. So, very interesting. I think Alabama got a lot of flooding because of that system. I believe they did too. So, low pressure area organized about 150 miles east of Daytona Beach, producing disorganized showers. So, I said an organized area producing disorganized. How does that work? (laughs) I don't know. You know, don't question it. No, I, I, I'm. Let's reword it. A low pressure area located about 150 miles east of Daytona Beach is producing disorganized showers and thunderstorm activity, mainly over the southern part of its circulation. Prelim reports from an Air Force Reserve reconnaissance aircraft indicate the system has changed little in strength since yesterday. Environmental conditions are marginally conducive for development, and a tropical depression could form later today or early Monday while the low drifts westward and west-northwestward toward the northeast coast of Florida. Interest in Florida should continue to monitor the progress of the system. Formation chance over two days, 50%. Formation chance through five days, 50%. This thing's not going to do a whole lot. No. Because it's not going to be over the water very long. Right. In terms of movement, this thing's just going to meander and drift. Now, it could form into a tropical depression. That'd be great. could form into a... Nothing, and that would be even better, so we will see. I do know, though, that the waters, especially in the Gulf, very warm, very, very warm. So if anything gets out in there, it's probably going to get nuts. So we're still early in the season, you know, it's only been, what, like two months, so we got time. Yes, we do. We have lots of time. Uh, The other area that they are actively watching, and we are actively watching, um, for those of you in Hawaii or have interest in the Hawaiian Islands, there is a disturbance with a 70% chance of cyclone formation in the next two days, 
and that number remains 70% through five days. Uh, Miami, the National Hurricane Center, Miami is monitoring a low-pressure system located about 1,300 miles east-southeast of Hilo, Hawaii. Satellite and microwave imagery indicate that this area continues to show signs of organization. Environmental conditions remain very conducive for further development, and a tropical depression is likely to form in the next day or so while the system moves westward at 10 to 15 miles per hour. By Tuesday night, conditions are expected to become unfavorable for further development of this system. Note that this system may cross into the Central Pacific Hurricanes area of responsibility as early Monday morning, which means uh, Miami monitors it and then they hands it off to Hawaii. But uh, the National Hurricane Center is watching an area, so we will see what happens. Well, I mean, something's going to happen now. We talked about it, but, you know, you know, it's very lame right now, (laughs) otherwise everywhere. But I wish the tropics would, you know, kick it up a notch or something. Right. We need some Emerald Legacy. Bam. Right. I miss him. He's still available on the Food Network. Watch him every now and then. He still has a show? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Can you still tune in and watch him talk about the yum yums? Man, he has been on TV forever. He's like Rachel Ray or something. He was Well, I think before. he was on TV before her, yeah. Yeah. Rachel yeah. just, you know, exploited the system and became more famous. I love Rachel Ray. She's awesome. However, my true heart belongs to Giada. I know. Oh, my gosh. Find yourself an <laughs> Italian woman and you will never go hungry. Clearly, I'm hungry. Um yeah. Oh, I think I heard your tummy growl just now. I, it literally did. So what is it hungry for? Pasta or weather? Uh, chicken parm. Okay, well, now I know where your heart truly lies. Yes. Chicken parm while watching a tornado. There we go. Okay. All right. Or enjoying That's chicken parm during a blizzard. Oh, okay. That'd be good. Yeah. Oh, that, that'd probably keep you warm. Yep. Chicken parm during a heat wave? Man, not so much. You know what, though? I'm one of those weird ones. I don't even care what time of year it is. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make a homemade soup. Sure. Or, yeah, I'm going to make homemade chili. I don't even care if it's 900 degrees outside. Right. I like to get a cold beverage when it's freezing outside. Exactly. Like, I'll still go get iced coffee in the winter, you know? So it's right. just it's just living living our best lives. But if we're going to talk about Italian food during the summer, let's go gelato. Just saying. Oh, that's good. Good call. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of no calls, um, as you said, you guys did have some thunderstorms off to your west. The Storm Prediction Center's map for today is pretty lame. Uh, a lot yeah. of the country is under a general thunderstorm risk category. There are a couple pockets of marginal shots of severe weather, um, but nothing special. So, it, Yeah, the country kind of looks like, like camo pants or something, yep. you know, like different greens just splotched together. It really does. That's a great definition, camo pants. <laughs> the country looks like camo pants. I can't see the so. country. It's covered in camo. Hidden. Anytime, uh, anytime any of my friends wear camo, it's like, oh, I can only see your head. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you're wearing camo. It's, ha, ha, ha. it's a bad, bad dad joke. And I'm not a dad, so. You know. uh, no, you know, I just don't think there's such a thing as a bad dad joke. Like, that's like almost. Oh, there are plenty point, of. You there, know what I mean? There are plenty of them. <laughs> there's like a few different like TikTok people who that's yes. all they do is do dad jokes and there's some pretty classics out there like they're pretty legit mm-hmm. there's a bunch i don't know what they are or i've seen them and i forget them quickly but oh well um yeah yeah real no real no shot of any type of severe weather until really tomorrow when the uh 
portions of the upper Great Lakes get involved. Minnesota, Wisconsin, and then the uh, UP of Michigan are going to be under a slight risk for severe weather. So um, we're not really into severe weather season per se. Um, this is the time of year, though, where the northern portions of the plains and into the Great Lakes and into the upper Ohio River Valley get into their shots of seeing more of a chance of really strong, severe storms. So we will see what happens tomorrow. Well, fingers crossed something happens because nobody likes boring weather. No. I mean, there's some people that do, but right. we don't. No, blue sky days are great except when you're out chasing. Right. Right, you need blue sky days with no wind if you're like golfing or yes. having a picnic. Gosh, I want to go golfing. I know that's why I said it. I'm de- yeah. I don't want to work today, but I'd rather go golfing. But I have to go to work. You're so responsible. Something like that. <laughs> I, I like the paycheck. I think. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that. Well, the other side of not really having a whole lot happening is. At least fire weather is sort of down for today, which is great because there one thing that we do want to talk about, and we talked about last week, is an update on the bootleg fire burning in southern Oregon. Uh, yeah. There is a elevated risk of having issues with that fire today and other fire starts in the area. There is a very small chance of thunderstorms forming this afternoon and could see gusty winds, and that combination is usually not a good thing, so... Let's talk about the bootleg fire. We'll jump into it. Latest updated stats as as of this morning are as follows. Once my computer loads. Uh, large fire information summary. All right. The bootleg fire as of 10 a.m., so about two hours ago, it is 400,601 acres. Wow. Yep, 400,601 acres. Uh, currently 46% contained. Expected containment date. You ready for this, Bonnie? October 1st. <gasps> what? Yep. Oh, that is so far away. Oh, my gosh. It is a long time. That's scary. It's very scary. Um, five structures have been damaged 117 have been destroyed as a for residences in the area there are 2500 residences that we talked about nine of them damaged and 67 have been destroyed wow now the big story weather wise with this besides the fact that it is huge they did determine that this was a lightning strike cause fire so not man-made which is i guess good news but Lightning is the official cause of this fire, which doesn't really do anything except, you know, it assigns a a, a start point and a cause. So that's a right. that's good to know. Now, the other story, whether well, and then it also rules out like having to do some sort of criminal investigation right. type of thing. Right. One hundred percent. So that is good. Um, if you do want more information on it, you can follow them on Facebook and Twitter at bootleg fire info. So that is good. Um, they've been able to do burnout operations, which means they light backfires that burn toward the fire. So it creates a fire break. And so that's how they were able to get that containment number up to, uh, 46%. So it's almost halfway contained, but the so reason- that's like a real thing is fighting fire with fire. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And you will see video of firefighters, ca- um, 
carrying cans of like gosh it's a mixture of gasoline and tar and they go and they write light these little backfires that burn toward the bigger fire and i'm not talking like miles away this is stuff like you know on the peripheral so right next to the actual fire and they just yeah. do that to prevent the fire from spreading so you can burn out the under vegetation which is what really fuels these fires yes trees burn yes you know bushes burn but it's the stuff that's on the ground that really is the tinderbox no pun intended for these fires so we can get in, burn it out before the fire can get there exactly you eliminate forward. you eliminate the fuel fire has a hard time advancing so that's what a burnout operation is now i will say this the amount of smoke this storm this storm this fire is putting out is still very impressive mm-hmm. two-thirds of the country is under some type of you know they have haze or smoke in the air even though this fire is you know 250 miles from me it's been clear the entire time we haven't seen smoke from this fire there is a chance later this week that we actually will start to see it but um the amount of smoke this thing is putting out is pretty impressive. We had some over us. I think I retweeted you did. a picture. Yep. So, I mean, it even made it out here. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't as bad as if we were closer to the fire, but it's just impressive that it made it to the middle of the country at least. So, reading over this uh, briefing from this morning, it says smoke it will continue to lift today. If you, fire behavior is expected to pick up in the afternoon. Today will be the warmest and driest of the next several days. Winds are forecast to become increasingly northwesterly throughout the day, but remain light. Vertical column development should remain limited by smoke impacts from nearby fires. Look for a steady improvement in humidity and cooler temperatures in the early next week as a surge of moisture brings the potential for showers and thunderstorms Monday through Wednesday. So that's good. Now, talked in that briefing about looking for, what's the word they used? Uh, vertical column development. So if you have tuned into any type of news or read anything online, the new like sexy phrase or sexy word in the weather and fire community is pyrocumulonimbus. Yeah. Which is a giant towering cloud made of smoke, but it's all the hot air that is rising off the fire and it creates a cumulonimbus cloud which is a thunderstorm. Now, add in pyrocumulonimbus, and that means it's a fire thunderstorm. No, the fire is not burning up 35,000 feet in the atmosphere. The hot temperatures from the fire are what is fueling this cloud. Now, we were seeing earlier this week several of these pyrocumulonimbus clouds form, cause lightning strikes, heavy winds, and no rain. And it got so to all the worst parts of a thunderstorm. Exactly. A fire at any way. Exactly. And it's being caused by a, a massive fire. Now, yeah. the other thing that fire managers were worried about, along with the incident meteorologists on site, is that these pyrocumulonimbus clouds don't have a long sustained life. And when thunderstorms collapse, mm. they fall in on each other and all that air that's been lifted has to go somewhere. And that air comes rushing back down as the cumulonimbus cloud collapses. And they were they were multiple times this week were worried about these giant clouds basically collapsing in on themselves and sending all that air that had arisen in the atmosphere come rushing back down. Now, 
again, you don't want winds with fire because it helps spread it. And you really don't want a collapsing thunderstorm on top of a already large fire because it's going to help spread it. So there were multiple times this week where fire managers and the incident meteorologists told the firefighters to get off the lines. Like it's just too dangerous. We don't know what's going to happen with this. We don't know if the storm will collapse. We don't know if we're going to get, you know, downdrafts of rushing air or a microburst as the storm collapses. So it's just too dangerous to continue fighting the fire. Wow. And so that's really got to set them back, like for them to have to just stop all operations for whatever, a couple hours or however long. That just really puts them a few steps behind instead of keeping them getting further ahead of the fire. So, right. So this thing also grounds all air operations. So you can't have helicopters or planes attacking the fire. Obviously, you know, anywhere near this, you know, this cloud, you can still work on the outskirts areas of the fire that have already burned through and you can go through and monitor hot spots and, you know, dump water and fire retardant on those areas just to prevent the fire from spreading back. But, you know, having a giant cumulonimbus cloud that is created from a fire and have to stop working because you're worried the thing will eventually collapse in on itself, that's pretty scary. Yeah, like... It's just like it's it's just a second hazard on top of the first hazard, which is the fire itself. So it's it's really fighting an uphill battle, you know. It is. It really is fighting an uphill battle. Well, the other thing that you have to worry about with cumulonimbus clouds is that they are basically miniature supercells, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what happens in supercells? You can get tornadoes. And we had a giant fire tornado or a fire NATO, if you will, affect the area where this fire is burning. And it wasn't just a small one. And we've all seen the videos of it, which are pretty impressive. But, Bonnie, this thing did some serious damage, and the damage path is incredible. That is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen fire NATOs before, but that just... That was like something out of, you know, an end of days type of a movie. You know what I mean? It didn't really look like it was real. So that's crazy that that can just happen. It is crazy that it just happens, but it does. And, you know, we're we're retweeting on our page at Weather Podcast um, a couple of pictures of what this did as it moved through. And the other thing is, you know, it knocked down a lot of trees that, you know, obviously were already dead as the fire moved through but it's it's intense so i just i can't believe that they don't really expect to have it very under control until october like there's still two months of all of this that they still have to put up with yeah oh i could not be a firefighter that is takes a special brave amazing kind of person to do that because i just could not do it it is it's just it's insane. And again, head over to our Twitter page at Weather Podcast. You'll see the photo that we tweeted out from Mark Nelson, who is a uh, who is the chief meteorologist at the Fox affiliate here in Portland. Um, but yeah, NWS Medford confirmed that there was a tornado on the ground with this, and you know it literally ripped up the asphalt. And we've seen that you know across the plains and other places where you have strong tornadoes that will rip the road up. So just it's. 
to me, it's insane that you see this. Yeah, I completely agree. And like I said, for people to be out there, you know, and not and some people are in vehicles, but I know there's some firefighters on the ground, like walking on the ground, like trying to deal with it. I just could not do it. That is so scary. So my heart goes out to all of them and their families. Right. I'm also retweeting the other photo where you can see the, the actual scar. So that to me, it was really, really impressive. All right. So let's see here. So you can see the actual damage path on this. Again, at Weather Podcast, if you want to go take a look at it. But man, it's absolutely nuts. See, extreme fire behavior, dry fuels in an unstable atmosphere, and you get stuff like this. Unbelievable. Just incredible. It is. It really is. Um, The satellite imagery is looking better, at least. So that is some good news. But um, I can't wait until this fire is completely contained and everything's out. And then they can go back and do the assessment of it. Because I guarantee you by the time that we see the satellite footage and the combination of the full, you know, fire report, it's going to be one of those ones that we look at for a long time in terms of, Okay, how do we how do we study this? Yeah. What can we learn? What can we do better? What can we do different? Yep. How did this one behave so we can anticipate it next time? Like that kind of thing. Yep. 100%. 100%. We do have thunderstorms happening right now in Arizona. They've been under a flash flood watch for the last few days. Uh, some pretty intense heavy rain. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video of street flooding. Um around the Phoenix metro area this week. It was pretty impressive. You know, for an area that is so dry and they get a majority of their precip this time of year and it comes in heavy downpours, you'd be uh, you'd be surprised that, you know, the cities aren't a little bit more adapted at handling the amount of moisture they get on a on a pretty irregular basis. Well, I, didn't, I actually didn't get to see any of that video, but that, that sounds crazy. It seems like any storm lately that pops up anywhere is causing flooding wherever it is you know so um that's very interesting that just flooding seems to be a really huge issue i mean it always is but it just seems a lot this this year for some reason yep there's video on our on our twitter page at weather podcast um and um and actually nws phoenix is retweeting a bunch of stuff so we're just gonna live tweet with them so (laughs) yeah that's what we do do. yes it, it is what we do See what happens when you when it's live to tape. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, by the way, we will not talk about the U.S. men's basketball team absolutely choking to France in the first round of the Olympics. Well, it's really impressive, but I, I don't know. I wish there was more players on our team that I liked, but you know. I agreed. Well, I mean, uh, it, whatever, Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your boy Damian Lillard waving goodbye. So yeah. Yeah. But we won't that go guy. We won't go there. I got nothing to say to that guy. Except, the thing is, he's not even, it's just because he, because of that game winning shot. Like that's oh, the only reason I got a problem with him. Oh, I know. If he somehow. <laughs> Which isn't really fair, but. You right. Know. Well, hey, it's okay. Shout out to Chris I'm Paul. I'm petty. Yeah. yeah well, hey, listen, but shout out to Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns on their great run through the NBA playoffs. But, hey, props to the Milwaukee Bucks. Good Lord. I never thought I'd think I'd ever say that. Right, it's been 50 years, though, I think is what it says, that since they've won a championship. And the thing is, they knocked 
Kevin Durant and the Nets out. And so that's why I'm very happy that they won. <laughs> right. Same here. So. Oh, and also James Harden is part of that. So. Yeah. It's a twofer. It works. It works. They invited the Phoenix Suns coach, Monty Williams, to come in and talk to the team afterward, which I thought was pretty classy. So yeah. he came and he addressed the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, congratulated them, talked to them for a minute. Um, and here's the thing, Monty Williams is such a well-known and respected coach across the NBA. Um, that's a class move. I got to know him a little bit when he was in Portland and I covered the Blazers. Just a good guy all around. I really want him to see him win a ring, and you know what? Maybe he will. But, again, congrats to the Milwaukee Bucks. And congrats to Aaron Rodgers, who, as a co-owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, gets a NBA championship ring to add to his NFL championship ring. So that's pretty cool. Right? Man, imagine that. That's some serious accomplishments. Like, oh, I just got all these championship rings from a bunch of different sports. <laughs> right? Must be nice. Yeah. Well, hey, if the weather's boring, that's what we'll talk about. So there we go. That's right. That's right. We, we sprinkle in sports on a regular basis. So I'm glad we have that to, like, fall back on. <laughs> yes, we have to. We have to. We do have a severe thunderstorm warning that just popped up in portions of Kansas, Bonnie. Oh, that's yes. really close to yes. me, but still really far away. <laughs> it is. Uh, so Ford County, Kansas is under a severe thunderstorm warning through 1130, or sorry, 230 Central Daylight Time for thunderstorms moving through Ford, Wright, and Spearville, headed Ooh. down toward Greensburg, uh, just to the east of Dodge City, which is a very pretty place, by the way. Dodge uh, City or Spearville? Uh, Dodge City. Yes, never been to Spearville, but I've driven through Dodge Sounds City. Sounds a little scary. Yeah. Drove through, uh, drove through Dodge City one time. It was very pretty. Very flat. <laughs> you don't get into That's the... everything around here, okay? Yeah, the... well, very flat. <laughs> yes. You don't get into the really true, beautiful rolling corn hills, corn, right? Rolling hills of corn until you get a little bit west of Dodge City and uh, Salina, Kansas, so... Yeah. Good old Salina. I feel yeah. like you can't just say it. It's got to have that really heavy Salina. southern accent on it. Yeah. Salina. <laughs> I'm from Salina, Kansas. <laughs> it's the only way to say it. <laughs> All the folks from Salina are listening like, oh my God, please stop. <laughs> right, they're like, and not listening anymore. They're right. making fun of us. <laughs> uh, speaking of Arizona and all the fun stuff, Sun City, where they're getting some of the street flooding, uh, radar rainfall estimates as of this morning, showed more than four inches of rain. Wow. Yeah, have fallen between I-10 and Glendale in the Phoenix metro area. So that's pretty impressive. So Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Go Arizona and get you that rain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which means I should probably change my weather forecast on the show that I do on air right now in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. You should probably update that to uh, rain. I did showers and sun breaks today. Oops. I'm kidding. Also with some flooding sprinkled in there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sorry. No big deal. No big deal at all. Anyways, I digress. Lucky Phoenix. They get their stuff. So we wait to see what happens with the tropics. We wait to see what happens with severe weather. But what do you guys have coming up forecast wise in Oklahoma City? 
Uh, we have an itty-bitty chance of rain and maybe a little bit of thunderstorm action today. Probably not going to happen. If it does, it'll probably be like for five minutes. And um, after that, it's just going to be hot and uh, also hot and a little bit of hot with some heat sprinkled in. Ooh. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Upper 90s with heat indexes in the triple digits, humid. Maybe some clouds here and there, but mostly just hot for the next week. There's nothing absolutely wrong with that. I think that's perfect. I wish I had a pool. Yes. Or find a friend that has a pool. Right? The people that live behind me have one. I wonder if I could just, you know. Go talk to them. Be like, hi, I'm Bonnie. I'm cool. Can I use your pool? (laughs) I'm awesome. I just want to float in your pool for a little while, please. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think that'd be weird. No, not at all. Uh, temperatures here in the Pacific Northwest are going to ramp up a little bit. We've been in the mid to upper 80s the last few days. We're going to turn it up a little bit going forward. Uh, lower 90s today, and it's going to be that way through as we get to late in the week, and then the temperatures are really going to ramp up. Not saying we're looking at like 115 like we were several weeks ago, but temperatures are forecast to be in the upper 90s by the time we get to the weekend. So going to ramp up the heat a little bit, so that's pretty – Pretty interesting. We continue to be rain-free. Uh, we are in a severe drought. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think we're going on like day 57 of no rain. Let me go look real quick. Wow. Yeah. Where are my notifications? So that is one of the one things that I'm kind of like, eh, it's not too bad. But I do want to share a stat with you once I find this and relay it. Do, 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 do. Oh, I know where I found it. By the way, if you oh, watched, that's a long time with no rain. It's a lot. It's a very long time. Have you uh, been watching the Olympics at all? Um, a little bit. I don't have. I don't have TV. I just have different streaming services, so I haven't really got to see a whole lot of it. Gotcha. Have you been watching it? Of course, it's my favorite time of the year. <laughs> Okay, so as of this, again, according to Martin Nelson, the chief meteorologist at the Fox affiliate here in town, um, three day, so as of three days ago, so today would be day number 40 uh, of consecutive measurement of no rain. So we've not had rain in Portland for the last 40 days. Wow. So, uh, so people are asking, okay, where are we in terms of the longest dry spell in Portland? Like I said, today we're at day 40. Last measurable rain was June 15th. We'd have to make into the last week of August totally dry to break the record. Our most consecutive days is 71, and that was a record set in 1967. The most wow. the most recent one, the most recent dry streak would be summer of 2017 where we went 57 days without rain, and that's only third place. So, well, well not, you're getting closer to that one, that's for sure. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're 17 days away from that. Um, we are 13 days away from tying fifth longest. Once we hit um, day 54, that will be the fifth longest. If we hit 55, that's tied for fourth. So, it goes 53 days, 55, or sorry, 53 days, 55 days, 57 days, 62 and 71. So we do have long streaks of dry weather here in the Pacific Northwest. So we are not close yet. We're still two, at least two full weeks away from 
being in the top five. Well, it kind of looks like you're going to get there easily. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. We'll probably jump into the top three. So it just depends. But all it takes is one morning of a heavy influence from the coast where we get some marine air that comes down the Columbia River, uh, the Columbia River or through the gaps in the coast range and say we squeeze out a, a shower, which does happen from time to time. And poof, there goes your streak. Which is kind of crazy that one little like 10 minute shower over one neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Makes or breaks it when it's like that really doesn't do anything for the greater state, you know. Right. So, no, we, we, need a, we need a giant soaking. But that's also why I said when we were talking about the bootleg fire, expected containment is October 1st. Yeah. Because it's gonna, there's not going to be any outside help, really. Right. We're going to need a massive soaking. Yeah. You know, and just no pun intended, but turn the fire hose over the area and just, you know, let it let nature do its course. But then we have to worry about, you know, mudslides and rock slides and too much water on a burn scar can, you know, loosen the soil up. The fire's already loosened the soil up, but now you get a heavy rain on top of it and that's just going to wash away. So stuff to be concerned about. However, I did say I want to talk about one stat. So the Northwest Interagency Coordination Center, which is the people up here in the Portland area that coordinate all of the fire response in the Pacific Northwest, just tweeted this out. They say, how big have the fires been in the PNW this year? Well, they're bigger than the state of Rhode Island. And that's at seven. The state of Rhode Island is 776,957 acres. As of July 25th, this morning, 780,366 acres have burned in the Pacific Northwest. That means this year's fires are 3,409 acres larger than all of Rhode Island. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. And obviously a majority of that is the bootleg fire, which is now over 400,000 acres. But still, that's pretty insane. Which I think last weekend when we talked, it was 300,000, right? Right. Just pushing 300,000. Wow. So in a week, it jumped up a lot. A lot. So that's just, yeah. It's it's going to be touch and go for a while. And again, tomorrow, isolated dry thunderstorms over that portion of the forecast area. Northern California, Central California, uh, South Central Oregon, and into portions of Nevada. Isolated dry thunderstorms. So, fingers crossed we don't get more big fire starts. But chances are probably we're going to get some. Hopefully not too bad. So well, we'll everybody see. needs to just be aware and be safe out there and yep. be prepared to evacuate if necessary. Agreed. Agreed. Eesh. Yeah, not good. Not good. No. But it's that time of year. Fire season yeah. in the West. That's true. It's hard every year, though. I'll say that. It is. And every year it seems to get just a little bit harder. So mm-hmm. we will see what happens going forward. Well, Another great edition of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.